Welcome to Emil Franzing's Voices of the West, dedicated to the principle that America was better off when our TV shows featured cowboys instead of lawyers. And as Gabby Hayes would say, you're yeah. darn tootin'. Yeah, darn tootin', you're darn horny tootin'. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. I'm Harry Alexander, Bunker to France, doing the Gabby there. and uh, I'm still Bunker. And still Bunker. And uh, in Los Angeles, Todd Roberts. Still Todd. Howdy, howdy. There he is. And on the line is our guest. It is uh, stuntman Sean Nash. Sean, welcome to Sean the program. Sean Patrick Nash. Thank you. All right. Uh, coordinator extraordinaire. I was impressed with all you... You've been busy, fella. By golly. Hey, we were celebrating National Day of the Cowboy today at uh, down at the Empire uh, Empire Ranch. And, and well, Bunker was doing the library, and I'm sitting there with him. This little fella comes in. He must have been about 10 years old, sporting a real fine hat, nice uh, wild rag, nice shirt, Levi's. He had a stellar six-shooter strapped to his hit, hip, and his mom <laughs> said that, He'd seen a rodeo a couple of years ago, and now he wants to be a cowboy. Yeah, he wants to oh be a boy. roper. Yeah. And he wants to be a roper. <laughs> and he wants, well, he wants, he wants a, a roping dummy for Christmas. He, he got, yeah, he got the dummy. He's, he needs the rope. Yeah, he needs yeah. the lariat. His yeah. younger brother. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, if you don't got a rope, you practice bulldogging on him. I reckon. Right. Well, right. that's what I did to my younger brother. And the, and, the, and the housekeeper used to say to my mother when she'd come back from going to the market, she'd say, Miss Roberts? She said, "Yes, Hattie. What's 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 the problem?" She goes, "Oh, that that big one there, that big one, that bigger than one. He just takes that little one. He just throw him around the room <laughs> like a little doll." <laughs> All right, Sean. Again, welcome to the program. Uh, Sean's in California, and uh, obviously because that's where the movie business uh, seems to be working. You've got twenty nine. Well, well, cri- well, it's moving to New Mexico. Yeah. You got 29 credits, uh, uh, according to IMDb, uh, for stunts. And Bunker, of course, finds more information than uh, Carter has pills. Yeah. Right. So, uh, go ahead. Well, the great thing about today's show is we have a real cowboy on Day of the Cowboy. There you go. We do. There you go. Harry? Not me. I did not. I did not know that today was the day of the cowboy. It's the National Day of the Cowboy. It's fourth Saturday in July every year now. Yeah. It's not many states celebrate it. In fact, uh, I think Arizona was the second state, and they only started doing it about three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's been on the books for almost ten years now. Yeah, nobody, nobody was bothering to do anything about it, and uh, Bunker came up with the idea to uh, hold an event down at the Empire Ranch, and uh-huh. uh, so there we are. Yeah, well, that's cool. Yeah, good to know. Yeah, we're, uh, the Ranches uh, event is one of uh, three, I think, in the state of Arizona. Uh, and I don't remember who else is celebrating, maybe up in Idaho or Montana. Well, I think I think the first state was like Nevada. Maybe. You know, they're more they're more buckaroo than anybody else. I got a quick quick yeah. question for you to get us started, Sean. Uh, yeah. I saw where you were from Missouri. Now, uh, I'm figuring you're a small town. Probably your folk, they have a farm or a little place out there and they have livestock? It's uh, Buckner, Missouri is where I'm from. It's uh, it's in between. It's almost Independence. It's close to Kansas City. It's probably about, I don't know, 50 miles from Kansas City east. And my parents had 48 acres there. And, and uh, yeah, we had cattle and horses, of course, and 
my grand grandpa uh he lived in uh grandma and grandpa lived in macon missouri they had their they had the cattle they had yeah uh, they ran they had 360 acres and ran about 150 head on it yeah so yeah my granddad was from missouri but he ended up in idaho had a ran a place up there for a few years and then ended up right. in california but a lot of a lot of good horse people come out of missouri what yeah i mean i was at, i was on a movie back in the early 90s in kansas and um had twelve thousand acres no sixteen thousand acres sorry sixteen thousand acres and ran ten thousand head of cattle on sixteen thousand acres yeah wow and uh the ranch the the owners the kids that i've ran with after the movie was done i stayed on the ranch and helped the movie company would cut fences to to get equipment so we had to go fix fence and then gather cattle that was moving into other herds that they had separated before so i stayed on after the movie was done for about a couple of weeks just gathering cattle and, and sorting them and and uh, they were two kids out of college like me and running this big ranch and they were on an old farmhouse where the floors were worn down from wooden floors worn down from where you walked and everything and cow hides everywhere <laughs> and here's this big and here's this big computer in the corner and I'm like going this is surreal <laughs> and and uh, they asked me they go what's the number two cow calf state in the nation and I'm like this is a trick question. I'm like, Kansas? They go, nope, Missouri. So right. Texas was number one, and Missouri was number two. Well, Kansas is big cattle country, too, though. I got a good friend yeah, of mine. Yeah, very big. Had a real big place up there until he had a bad accident at a horse clinic, and that it crippled him up enough he had to sell his place. It was, yeah. He used to go out horsebacking a lot. Well, you know, yeah. speaking of Kansas... One of the things you did a while back, and I watched it, and it was just blew me away, is Trail In. That is a yeah. hell of a little movie. Yeah, it is. Uh, a good friend of mine was a director on that, and uh, she got Barry Corbin on board, and, and I doubled him and, and coordinated it, and then did that little part of the sheriff. So, yeah, it was it was shot well. It looked really cool. Oh, yeah, it was and, fantastic. We was hoping to get you know go farther with it and make a feature film, but yeah. it never happened. But well, it's a shame it should have. You know, it's funny too because I was looking at she did it on a budget of fifty thousand, and it definitely looks like every penny is up there on the screen. Yep, she damn sure did that. I mean, yeah. it was it looked cinematography was great on it, and you know you can't you can't go wrong, you know, when you have that that scene scenery around yeah. you. That I mean, you just turn the camera on it's like what what john ford say to a guy that um how did you get that shot where you you know the calvary was coming down and right rain was coming down and his his response was i turned the camera on <laughs> well you know it was a funny story behind, there's a funny story behind that uh when he told he told the cameraman to roll it the cameraman said i don't want to roll it and he said he said okay we'll roll it anyway he says okay but i'm putting on the on the camera report under under pressure in other words i'm not i'm, I'm not responsible for what you get and he got an academy award right yeah right. 
So tell us the story of how you got into uh, stunt work. Stunt work. Well, I moved out here uh, to do the acting thing because I studied film and theater in college and and uh, minored in animal science. I didn't know if I was going to be an actor or vet. I should have been a vet. <laughs> <laughs> Study or work. Uh, well, and your clients still. So I got out here. And, <laughs> yeah. I got out here and started extraing on Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman riding horses. And uh, so then I got jobs were like, well, you look like this guy and you can ride. So we need some people that can ride for doubles, you know. So that kind of sucked me in the stunt world. And I still do the acting thing, but the horse world pulled me in the stunt business and kind of been there ever since. Well, it's so funny. I left California in 93. You went out in 94. So obviously you filled yep. my spot. That okay. was my spot. All my right. spot was my spot was starting to starve, though. So maybe you didn't. <laughs> well, it, it got it got worse. So you got out in the right time. I see you do you you do a lot of uh, coordinating back east, too, don't you? Yeah, I did uh, a lot back in Missouri and Kansas because they had that, you know, lo uh, local hire thing. Yeah. So the production companies would get uh, rebates back if you had somebody locally that was on the cruise. So they, you know, so every $100,000, they got $10,000 back or whatever it was. Well, I'm from New Mexico, and, you know, I got to say, New Mexico's probably outside of, like, Texas, one of the smartest states about getting pictures there by giving them the rebate and bending over backwards to help them come in. You know, Arizona yeah, they used had to a, be like that, but not anymore. Right. They had, when they first started that rebate, um, I did, like, three shows back there, um, back to back. I mean, yeah. I almost was living there. <laughs> um, it seems that way, don't it? So, yeah. We were in Albuquerque and Santa Fe, all around Santa Fe and Albuquerque, and they were given like a 38% rebate, which is huge. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, it's just the thing there, too, is that when you do that, well, it's like, what is it? Uh, is it HBO? I can't think. One of the big cable companies is putting in a $300 million facility there. and they Apple. Apple, that's it, right? Yeah, and it's just amazing. Apple's doing it. Mm. Yep, they're doing it here too in in LA. Yeah, um, I just read an article in the newspaper the other day and said that they were uh, the old studio that Gone with the Wind was shot in. They're going to buy it up, hmm. and uh, you know, so they're they're trying to compete with Netflix and sure. Hulu and all those other. Things. Yeah, lots of uh, well, not lots, but some movies are also being filmed out in uh, Georgia. Uh, Westerns is oh, a matter of oh, fact. Georgia and uh, Louisiana. Mm -hmm. Mississippi. Um, so, yeah, you know, that's the kind of thing with me. I'm almost thinking about moving to around the Austin, Texas area um, because they have that thousand mile radius. Mm -hmm. So, if where the, wherever the production is. Oh, a friend they, of mine. If you're within a. Yeah, go ahead. If you're within a thousand miles of that production, you can be uh, hired as a local, and Georgia's going off. Hmm. Well, you know, a friend of mine that you worked for quite a bit, I guess, Dave Cass, uh, you know, he moved back to Texas and was working out of there yep. towards the end. Yep. Boy, I'm, that's a blast from the past. Right 
Well, you know, it's, it's funny looking at stuff. I've seen some of the guys you've worked with and for, and some of the guys I knew, and you know, some were good friends and some were just guys you worked for, and that was that was okie doke. I got I got to do have a question for you about one of the short subjects you did, and uh, it's got it's got one of the most intriguing titles I've ever heard. Asshole of the West. <laughs> Asshole of the West. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever came of that? Uh, nothing ever really came of it. It was, uh, you know, upcoming uh, filmmaker, director, writer, and he wanted to do a Western, so um, he cast me and this uh, friend of mine that's an amputee uh, from a, a leg amputee and from a motorcycle accident. And in the, in the movie, in the short, uh, I shoot his leg off and steal the, <laughs> Is that Kurt steal Yeager? the mm-hmm. money that, yeah, Kurt Yeager, yeah. Mm-hmm. I steal the money from where we robbed the bank. <laughs> well, you know, it probably, probably was a good movie, but it's hard, it's hard to sell a movie like that, especially, especially GP or PG or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. K- Kinky Friedman found that oh. out with, uh, Asshole from El Paso. <laughs> right. His song, yeah. Sometimes it gets radio play, but not very often. <laughs> yeah, you got it. I think I've heard. I think I've heard it on uh, uh, Outlaw Country. I think yeah, that's where you'll hear it, no doubt. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, the great Kinky Friedman. Well, you know, as long as so, we're, yeah, he's long funny. As we're, so I got to ask you, Sean. Being uh, you've had some interesting roles and some tough roles as an actor, but how tough was it to be a dead guy on CSI? <laughs> You know what? It's tougher than you think. <laughs> because, you know, I, I, I did the deal, you know, I was the armored car uh, uh, guy that, um, guard or whatever, and, and uh, the whole thing was whatever, I got murdered or whatever. So, I'd go in after that, had to go into uh, a makeup studio for hours and hours and hours laying on this table while they put this um, um, makeup all over me and like a mold for my face. Moulage, yeah. And they, you know, I had to sit there for like 20 minutes with this stuff on my face. Oh, yeah. Straws hmm. up my nose so I could breathe. <laughs> and it was like, it was miserable, actually miserable. And then you had to sit there on the table and not breathe. And when you were a kid, you know, it's like, yeah, you get playing movie games and stuff. Mm-hmm. You go watch a movie, John Wayne movie, you get shot. And you got to lay down there and die. Mm-hmm. You don't think about breathing. Mm-hmm. You got, you can't breathe. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the last, the last, you're like, I was gonna say the last stunt job I did was a dead guy laying on a boardwalk, and Neil Summers was doubling the other actor underneath it. And they come up, the, they come up around the body, and he shoots him through the boardwalk. And the actor, he wouldn't do it; he was scared to death. Mm-hmm. And so it was good for me. But you know, it's like you know, don't flinch. I said, well, you know, I, I don't have to do anything <laughs> right. but lay here. What the hell? I did two other ones like that. I had one in American Outlaws where I was a hangman. Oh yeah, I and, saw that. Uh, yeah. And they, right before you know, I dropped the the deal for. The, hang the guy they shoot me and I'm up on the hangman's deck or whatever and then they run a bunch of loose horses up through there and uh, I think Colin Farrell was, jumps up on top of the 
the deck where I'm laying dead with a horse and cuts the guy down. It's hard to stay still when the horse is dancing around mm-hmm. and you're thinking about getting stepped on. Yeah. It's hard on and your the head when was, they step on it. The <laughs> other one was Comanche Moon. Comanche Moon. Uh, yeah, I think it, yeah. Comanche Moon. Yeah. Um, where they burned the town down and we were all dead guys in the middle of the street and it was hot, <laughs> hot, 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 hot. And I'm like going, I'm looking at my buddy, you know, like five feet away from me. I'm like, listen, it's it's hot. I don't care if we're dead. Let's, <laughs> let's move. Yeah, God. <laughs> you know, if, they, if you move and they say something, you say, it was just a rig of mortar sitting there. That's right. <laughs> exactly. There you go. The nerves. The nerves are responding. Hey, we're going to do our first commercial break here. Our guest is uh, stuntman Sean Nash. Uh, He's in Los Angeles, so is Todd Roberts, Harry Alexander, and Bunker de France are in Tucson, and this is Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true West, where a large number of Westerns were filmed. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and the Hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home, perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. Imus Wilkinson Investments, 777-1911, is a unique investment management firm. They pay little attention to where the market indicators are because smart investment management goes way beyond check and stock exchanges. They are very good at managing all types of investment based on client expectations. They build relationships, and they want clients, not customers. My family is proudly included among them, and they'll help you, as they did us, design a portfolio that achieves what you want when you need it. Imus Wilkinson Investments, they're really good at what they do. 777-1911. America, let me tell you about Sergeant Greg Anderson. Served two tours in Afghanistan, Bronze Star and Purple Heart recipient, and unemployed. The unemployment rate among transitioning service members is unacceptably high, much higher than the general population. Veterans are a proven commodity. They're mature, reliable, and hardworking. They deserve a chance to get back to work after serving their country. Do you really want to honor a veteran? Hire one. Go to legion.org slash honor veterans to find out how you can help. See, in this world, there's two kinds of people, my friend. Those with loaded guns and those who dig. You dig. This is the Voices of the West. Lord, I'm just a stunt man in this movie that I'm in. The role that I've been cast in calls for me to die again. I'll have to start another fight, the script says I can't win. 
And I've come to my conclusion that this movie never ends. Oh, I'm stuck here on the bottom of another damn stampede. All I hear is thunder and all I see is me. There's stomping on my fingers and kicking in my teeth. I'm stuck here on the bottom of another damn stampede. And we're back on Amo Franzi's The Voices of the West. Uh, I thought I'd play a little song there for you, Sean. Uh, that was <laughs> that's, great. That was your life story we were playing for <laughs> Bunker's you. Bunker's life story, too. Uh, Larry Mahan, stuntman. Uh, what's the most dangerous stunt? You don't you, ask that question. I don't? No. <laughs> it's like it's like asking, no, when, why, what was the worst, worst injury? You don't tell. Well, all right. But go ahead. Well, and the ask. most, no, well, the no, most well, dangerous. Well, I'll ask <laughs> <laughs> the most dangerous stunt is anything with an animal. Yeah. Um, because you never know what's going to happen. They got a mind. They might, you know, leave you out to dry, hang in the dry, and you're like, yeah, I was supposed to get off there, and they didn't let me do that. Or I did a stunt with a bear one time that <laughs> I damn sure thought I was going to die that day. Wow. Um, and, then, and then, and then, two years later, that same bear killed its trainer. Wow! <laughs> that wasn't trainer's wasn't name was Rod, was it? No. <laughs> I, I did. I did uh, Roy Bean, and they had Bruno the bear from uh, right. Yeah, right. And uh, they're doing. They're lining up a shot, and I'm standing in for uh, Newman because this is this is where the the bear kisses him. Well, they, what they do, they put right. a tootsie roll in his mouth and the bear. But, so anyhow, Ron is standing behind me and he, re- he leans around and kicks the bear in the ribs. And that old bear, he swings, literally, he stopped inches from my face. And I'm thinking, is this yeah. is supposed, supposed to happen? And so, I, yeah. so then I said, Ron, is that, he says, I'm just, I, I, I didn't know what he would do. Right. Oh, Christ. <laughs> you practice yeah, I, on I me. Yeah, I was up in it. I was up in a tree about, I don't know, 15 feet, and the story was, I was it was one of those real, real-time real stories, recreation things, where these two guys from Canada, uh, Forest Service guys, get mauled by this bear, and one of them runs up a tree, and he doesn't think this brown bear is going to come up the tree, because <laughs> they usually don't. Yeah. <laughs> well, this one did, mm-hmm. and so I had to get this big brown bear up halfway up to where I was, so I had to piece of uh, stick with a piece of chicken on it <laughs> and i was trying to get him to come up this tree and it's a big pine cedar tree a huge bigger you couldn't four of us couldn't get our arms around it and he wow. was shaking it pushing on it and moving this tree <laughs> and i'm trying to get him to come up there to get this piece of chicken to grab my foot so pull <laughs> boy, him boy oh boy oh yeah man. it wasn't oh, it was kind of scary yeah. And they hit, they they needed to do a retake on it as well, right? <laughs> well, yeah, of course they do. <laughs> you know, you, so Sean, I, in in all your years uh, as a stuntman, prior to all that, you were a horseman. I mean, you were a horseman yeah. way way before you were ever a stuntman. So you were acquainted with horses, knew horses inside and out. I know you've 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 worked horses at ranches and broken horses and done all that stuff and. And used horses and, and herding other animals and so forth. Did it? Did do you ever find yourself in kind of a situation where 
you go and you do a stunt and you know okay here's the animal you're going to be riding or working with sean and you look at that animal or you get a feeling from that animal like you know what all my experience and all my knowledge is completely out the window because this one's a doozy right here yep it's mm-hmm. it's uh that's normal in the movie business so yes it is when you get on set and you got to do something if it's not your horse they like i had one of the best falling horses in the business and but the wranglers would come pick him up and and uh take him to the set but sometimes you would get to set and you had to do a saddle fall or something like that or you had to do you know hard riding down a mountain or whatever you know some crazy stuff on horseback where you needed to be have a reliable horse and they would have a horse there with a sail barn sticker on its butt that they just bought from El Paso, and you had to figure it out. Wow. Yeah. So in, in, in that regards, as far as that me being a horseman in the in the first place, and then trying to take these horses that never been on the movie set, or maybe not even halfway broke, they yep. just bought them from the sale barn, and then you had to make them do that, that made you a lot better rider, I can tell you that. Mm. Well, you know, when I, was, when I was starting out over here working in Tucson, we were doing the high chaparral and uh-huh. Vernon Mounts who furnished the livestock over here. He used to get some of the horses down from their RO ranch, which was on both sides of the border. And they were old right. cow horses. And I loved to get them because, you know, you know they, they wouldn't quit on you and they had heart, but they'd test you. Yeah. And But I loved, I loved getting them because I knew I had a good horse. So how does the, right. how does the animal test you? How does he test you? Mm-hmm. Tries to uh, buck plant you on your pumpkin head. Tries to buck you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That or they'll 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 uh, try to lay down on you, or they might try. To, some of them, the worst ones are the ones that'll try to go over backwards on you. <laughs> yeah, you I had I had one do that to me uh, on American Outlaws. It came off the truck. I think it was going to the killer pen, <laughs> and, and they saddled him up and said, "Get on this one, Sean." And I got on him right off the trailer, uh, untied him from the trailer, and I got on him, and he reared over backwards and hit me and uh, smashed me against the, him and the horse trailer. Wow. And had a heart attack and died. Wow. <laughs> wow. Before I even got set. <laughs> wow. What a way to start a day, huh? I guess did so. You, right? Did you get any extra pay for that, Sean? <laughs> <laughs> I think I got a bump on the head. That's yeah. all I bump I got. Generally, you something like that if you you got your, you got your saddle on them and they break the tree, so you're you're in the hole a couple hundred dollars before you even go to work. Right. <laughs> wow. So, Sean, you know, I won't say to you that you know, as Bunker said, what was the most dangerous stunt. We never ask anybody, uh, you know, to tell negative stories about anybody. But who have you worked with that that? You really enjoyed working with him as a horse person, uh, who could understand the horse, understand the animal, and relate to it. Um, there's a lot of um, guys that I've worked with, Wrangler-wise. Yeah. Um, uh, I was hoping you mentioned a, a well-known name. Jack Lilly. Oh, I know Jack. He's a good. good. I, I actually, I actually rented a room and board with his mom when I was living out there. Oh really? Yeah, with Georgia, Richard, his brother yeah. lived across the street. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I've, been, I've known Jack forever and a day. Um, 
you know, he's a he's been a horse trader and a stunt man and an done actor everything. and yeah. He's done everything. Uh Bobby Lovgren's a really good horse trainer. He's uh he's got the horses on Yellowstone now. Yeah. Uh, well, good he, wrangler. He, you know Clint and Clay then. I knew them when they were little oh, yeah. guys knee high. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. They done oh, yeah. good too. They're not they're not little bitty anymore. Oh, I know. Damn, uh, Clay, he's big. <laughs> he's huge. He's big old boy. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I've worked for those guys forever and a day. They, they grabbed me under their wing a long time ago and helped me out big time. Well, you, I don't know about nowadays, but back when I was out there, that was one of the things. I lived down in the San Fernando Valley, but I spent probably as much time as theirs up in Newhall at Jack's place. Is every cowboy right. in the country hung out there? Oh yeah, I mean, famous cowboys came over there all the time. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, ropers, saddle day. bronc riders, you know, yeah, bulldogs, yeah. everything, anything you wanted, they were out there. Yeah, talk about the and that little bitty place. That little bitty place is, is surrounded by houses now. Yeah, you wouldn't even know it was there. Well, you know, there's a lot of guys. You know, they. Did some of their fallen horse stuff out there in the wash behind the place. I did too. Yeah, all the time. That's where I trained a lot of fallen horses out there. And yeah, uh, yeah we did. Uh, actually, we did that that little short film out there with Jack's horses mm-hmm. when we fell that Hoojay horse that he had um, out there in the wash. So talk. Of the West. So talk about uh, the stunts you did on the uh, TV series Deadwood, uh, sold under sin. Uh, in 04 Deadwood was one of my favorite programs uh, and because right. I, I loved it because of the realism and uh, I mean just everywhere the uh, mud you love the mud well that too but uh, the mud was terrible <laughs> but realistic to work in <laughs> I uh, I worked on that set uh, probably three years um, uh, and mostly was wrangling but um, I did a lot of stunts on it too, but the stunts weren't like big. They they weren't like uh, like you would want to be. Mm-hmm. You know, you they weren't wanna... big money stunts. No, and they they were just fight scenes and stuff like that. You know, little stuff like getting shot and falling down the steps or something like that. Well, nothing really big on Deadwood. At least you didn't get disappointed me. At least you didn't get fed to the pigs. <laughs> Yeah, and then get fed to the big, yeah. Um, well, you know, yeah, there was nothing really big on that, but, I mean, there was stuff that up here where I live now in Fraser Park, we did when the beginning on uh, Deadwood, they, we shot up here um, in, in Pine Mountain where we would green screen it where we were coming down this, you know, big mountain trail mm-hmm. into, the, into the town of Deadwood. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was probably... You know, a little bit more um, scary as far as going down this. You know, uh, you know, driving a team team with a wagon with steers yeah. behind you, pulling the steers down this little steep, narrow, narrow, narrow road. Hmm. And it's one if you do one so, something wrong, you're going down the mountain. <laughs> wow. Well, you know. I was- I'd say where you worked with Davey Rogers. Was that the six-up driver, or was that? Yeah. 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 I, I worked with him on, on uh, oh, what the hell was it, uh, Dirty Dingus McGee. And, oh, it just, it's beautiful to watch him drive a six-up. 
Yeah. So we were on a show in Arizona. It's called Hard Ground. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were uh, rehearsing the six up. And we had these two leaders, um, two leaders that we didn't really have experience with, but mm-hmm. Jack had bought them. So we hooked them up and we're going down the, from the barn where uh, where we were uh, keeping the horses and it was part dirt, part asphalt, whatever. And uh, I was riding shotgun and me and Davey was up there and they, one of them grabbed the gear and, and took off and Davey couldn't hold them and he told me to grab the lines too. So I'm grabbing, we're both pulling on these lines and these horses are running off. Wow. They took the bit and they're hauling ass. Mm. <laughs> and uh, one of them wheelers fell down and it was on the asphalt part because we had a pickup man, but he couldn't get to us. Wow. That's how fast we were going. Yeah. And on a stagecoach. Well, a six up will outrun a horse, you know, look at that. Yeah. If they're a good team. And, uh, and finally got it stopped because that wheeler had fell down and it just skinned the heck out of that wheeler. But, I mean, we ended up fixing him up and he was fine. But, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was kind of crazy right there. That wasn't even on film. Well, I see, I see Hank Kalea worked on that. He was a good friend. I used to go up to his place up there at Acton, and we'd go down to the down to the river there, and he'd practice his falling horse and got right. a little pickup for him there. But right. One of my best friends. I love that man like a brother. Yeah. Hey, we got to do another commercial break here. Uh, okay. halfway through the program so we're talking with Sean Nash Stuntman and uh, I'm Harry Alexander Todd Roberts is in Los Angeles Bunker to France is here and this is Abel Franzi's Voices of the West When looking for a property management company, here are some things you should consider. How long has the company been in business? What types of properties can they manage for you? And does the company give back to the community? Well, your search is over. The Polash Management Company meets and exceeds those considerations. They've been in business in Tucson, Arizona since the 1960s. They manage all types of properties throughout Arizona and elsewhere, from residential to commercial to public sector properties. The Polash Management company also dedicates its time and resources to numerous community projects, including help funding the drive for the USS Arizona Memorial at the University of Arizona. You also want a property management company that puts you, the customer, first. Contact the Paul Ash Management Company today at paulashmanagement.com and ask about the complete package or call 520-795-2100. That's 520-795-2100. The Paul Ash Management Company. Property managers you can trust. Can you even imagine switching back to pen and paper to run your business? Every year we become more and more dependent upon our technology. If your network is not set up properly, you're just one click or one email away from losing data critical to your operation. Arizona Computer Guru offers a host of services to prevent and protect you from disaster. From online backup services to email filtering to fully managed network services, Arizona Computer Guru is here to keep your network secure, your data safe, and your budget in the black. To schedule your free consultation, call 304-8300. 
The Tucson Trap and Ski Club dates from 1948 and is now at 7800 West Old Ajo Highway. The club owns 80 acres and leases 300 more from Pima County that supports 50 trap fields, 15 skeet fields, two five-stand fields, two sporting place courses with 12 stations each, a 9,000-square-foot clubhouse, 200 full-service RV hookups for members, and free Wi-Fi. This expansive facility gives enough room to host major national and international events annually, bringing thousands of people to the community. Check it out at TucsonTrapAndSkeet.com. You've got some cattle you want rustled, but don't have enough henchmen of your own to do the job. A little lady up the road apiece won't strike a deal with you about water rights. You out there! Come one step near and old Bess here will spit right in your eye. So you need to strike your own deal, but you need the right henchmen to do the job. The stage is hauling a Wells Fargo box loaded with gold. You've got the perfect spot to liberate that gold, but like henchmen to pull off the job. What to do? You better start packing a handgun. Call Red a Hench. We're a bad guy rental agency. We provide you with enough scruffy henchmen to tackle any job with specific directions. Just listen to what Red a Hench users have to say. Well, you know, when I joined Red a Hench, I was trained by Bud Osborne, Charlie King, and some of the best head henches there ever was. And I'm going to guarantee you that you cannot hench without the proper henches around you. And that's just a gentle hench. When you need sheer numbers of henchmen, call us. We specialize in stage holdups, water right disputes, squatter troubles, cattle rustling, and much more. Our rent henchmen may not be able to think their way out of a paper bag, but they sure can follow directions, and they won't sing to the law about you if they get caught. See our ad in the Saturday Evening Post or Harper's Weekly. Hey, not only that, when you're in the Long Branch and you want to go next door to Doc's to get that bullet out of your shoulder, get a rent to sit there on your place and keep your whiskey warm while you're gone. Red Hench, when you need bad guys to do bad guy stuff so you can keep your hands clean. You let me do the work. Ain't you just a little bit out of your territory here, Marshal? I take my territory with me, and right now you're in it. This is the Voices of the West. We're back on Animal Frenzies of Voices of the West. Harry Alexander of Bunker to France, Todd Roberts... Our guest is uh, Sean Nash, stuntman, and uh, we'll welcome our new sponsor, Renta Hench. You know, Henry, uh, Henry, Harry, I got, I got an idea. Uh-oh. We, <laughs> this we is dangerous. Should, we should start a wall of henches. Wall of henches. You know, put, and we can make... We could make Sean Patrick our very first hench. There you go. Yeah. You want to be a hench? Yes. You're hired. All right. All right. <laughs> See, that was easy. Oh, there's good a good news for you, Sean, is beer drinking is allowed. Well, yeah. it's mandatory. There, there's, a, there's an old bee. I couldn't tell you the name of it for love or money, but it's Bud Osborne and the four other guys are sneaking up on the line shack. It's at night, and they got these torches. And apparently they were shooting it on the sound stage because they got these phony pine trees there mm-hmm. that they've been using about 40 years. They go by there. Fire. Well, it went up like a Roman candle. They looked up at it and just kept tippy toeing on through. <laughs> That's good henchman. Oh, yeah. That's funny. Oh, God. Yeah. Funny. So, Sean, when you look at a film today, you look at guys playing cowboys or whatever Western uh, films in general. Um, I, I know you have this inane ability. It's amazing to me. Because we saw War Horse together, and you said to me, oh, different horse, different horse, different mm-hmm. horse. And I kept saying, no, it's the same horse. 
he should have said, no, Todd, this is about the sixth horse playing the same <laughs> yeah, horse. Exactly and right. by the end of the film, you said we we're at over 22 horses or something. You have yeah. this eye that's amazing. So do you still, you have that eye also when you watch an actor on film or on the set who's writing? Is there somebody in Hollywood, a well-known actor that you like the way they ride? They ride real? They ride authentically? Uh yeah, I mean, um, you know, I, I I criticized John Wayne all the time back in the day because he was just ripping their faces off oh, and everything. Yeah. And, but you know, you gotta love John Wayne. But you're like, come on. Don't well, he was much better when he was younger. Right, you he know, was. You're he right. Had, I remember had, those. You had Yak there, but you're right. He was heavy-handed when he got old. Yeah, he did. And uh, I like Tom Selleck. Yeah, how he rides. He's he's horsey you know he's he's horseback he knows um but it's also you know a lot of times you got to do that yeah. um you kind of you know what whatever you're given whatever the wrangler gives you you kind of kind of be sometimes you gotta you know rip their head off a little bit you know or you got a muscle heavy handed yeah. and um but you know if you got a good wrangler it's got some good horses especially cast horses you, you know and Kevin Costner does a good job. Um, yeah. Well, you got well, guys like Corky Randall. You know, he he, well, he made a was, point of yeah, never letting he, bad horses on his set. Never, never, never. I worked for him before he died. Um, on uh, Cinderella. Yeah. It was uh, Brandy was Cinderella, and I worked for. I was driving a four up with the Prince the Prince coach, and I worked. That was the last I think that was the last thing he ever did um, I worked a but, ton of shows with him and he was he's one of my favorite right well you know uh, Denny Allen was another really great Denny one. Allen's another one yeah yeah I got a bunch of when Denny was selling out I went up there he had a bunch of McClellan saddles and I bought I don't know probably 10 of them wow <laughs> and uh, I hope you got the good ones I I, I broke into the picture business on Hallelujah Trail doing the cavalry stuff, and we had some of the old because we had almost two hundred cavalry guys on that, and some right. of those some of those saddles were so old they were the, the stitching was gone. It was like riding an alligator; it just they were chew the, on your leg. They yeah. were the originals. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they were all the ones that I got from from him were all originals. They wow. were they were nineteen oh fours, I think, wow. so they were all covered in leather, but they were still McClellans, you know, mm. and. I probably they wrote a half a dozen of those because we used them all the time. Probably on Chaparral, we just throw an Indian blanket on it and you know, right. take off. Right, right. Done that a few times. <laughs> Do you have a favorite uh, picture that you worked on, Sean? Uh, up to know, this point, my favorite one. Hmm. You know, I had a lot of fun on Far and Away. Mm -hmm. and, I liked uh, that movie. Yeah, it was, uh, we had uh, the most animals in film history on the set. Was for the Land um, Rush? Yeah, the Land Rush. Yeah. Uh, Ben-Hur was the most before that, had 900, and we had 1,800. Yeah. Well, you know, the, it was, the Undefeated down in Mexico, that was one of the largest horse things they did, too, with Needle. Right. And then uh, Django and Chain, when we had... Uh, 16 fallen horses go at one time which is the most in film history wow yeah. but 
that being said, on that scene where we had all those fallen horses, you know, Quentin Tarantino has his deal where he's, he, he doesn't use as many cameras as he should because he he's into that. But in that particular scene, he should have had it, it, it all covered. So there was the back half of all those horses that were going. You'd never seen, seen them on film falling. So they did it for nothing. <laughs> Well, you know, I worked on the last, not the last Rambo, but Rambo 3 down in Yuma. Uh-huh. And that you talk, that was a rodeo because you had, they had trenches all over the place, you know, big enough that you could stand up in them and you couldn't see you. And right. we're riding, jumping them. We, we're, we're chasing tanks and tanks are chasing us and helicopters. Right. You know, it was, <laughs> you know, we had some of the best, best horse guys out there. And it was just sure pandemonium because the guy directing it, he, he, he wouldn't tell us what we were supposed to do. Right. You know, we're out there, you know, just going, you guys go from here to there and we'll see what happens. Right. What's my motivation? <laughs> Stay well, alive. on far and away, on far and away when they, when we had that, they had that, you know, we had the land race and they would uh, start it with a cannon and they'd blow that cannon off and we'd start trotting off and then into a lope and then and running and and it got so bad that one I remember a team something happened where the tongue broke or something and they were running loose and they hit another wagon on the side and it was all, almost tipped it over hmm. and I'm trying to stay back with it's a it's a race I mean these horses just took off and I'm holding on to my my own horse, and I'm holding on to her, trying to get her to slow down because I'm the pickup man for my team. <laughs> and and this guy comes up next to me, he's hauling ass, and he goes, "Let her go, boy. They're gonna kill us." So I just let the reins out and ran her all the way to the end. Mm. It was crazy. And then after that, the the first AD, which was Adam Taylor, who's Buck Taylor's first son. Yeah. He, he came through and he, he goes, all right, guys, nothing out of a trot anymore. Don't let him get out of a trot. We'll speed up the film later. <laughs> you know, we did another man, another chance down here. And they had a land rush in that. And we're we're doing the thing. And it's, it was neat because it starts out with people on foot running. Then it's, yep. then it's the buggies and the wagons and then the horsemen. Yep. And so we take off, and I'm, I'm horseback, and I get down, and we pass up the wagons. Look back, and you, we see a whack-a-mole. We see a guy going straight up in the air from one of the wagons. It was Bear Hutkins, who's one of the wow. one of the toughest stuntmen in the world. Wow. Broke yes, his leg, he was. but he, they, 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 it was just a little dip in the, it, and they, they, you know, they plowed it. You know, it was yeah. like. You know, it's supposed to be pretty damn safe. Right. But he hit the one bad spot, and it, it, it snapped the wheel, and just catapulted him straight up. Threw, threw him up, yeah, yeah. Yep. Fair, man, that guy. I met him a couple times with Jack. Oh, that guy, more Bear Hutkins stories. He, 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 he said F you to probably every producer in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. he, was, he was not afraid of anybody. Mm. Nope. And his and his brother Acey, who was was a pro boxer before getting into business, right. he wasn't afraid of anybody. <laughs> who was the other Who was the other pro boxer that uh, was a stunt man? And uh, well, Jimmy ended Cas- up being a preacher. Jimmy Casino was one. You know, he died of double. Ended up being a 
he and this one ended up being a preacher. Can't remember his name. Oh, that's God. I, I used to go to his church, Bob Terhune. Yes. Oh, well, God, that's one of the best men that ever lived. Terrible yes. Terhune, and he was one yep. of the funniest men that ever lived. Was any relation yes, to Max? Yes, he was. It was his son. I mean, it, Max was his dad. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Bob was so tough. And he, yeah, he was. And you know, you know, you know how big John Wayne's hands are, yeah, right? Yeah. Bob's were bigger. Bob <laughs> was. That's what I was getting ready to say. I, I, I sat down and ate breakfast with him one day. I'm like, going, oh my god, that guy's got hands. <laughs> yeah, when we, I when can see why he's a boxer. Yeah. Uh, uh, when we were down there on Rambo, uh, Bob and Hank Leah and myself, we hung out together because everybody else with the, you know, the young guys, you know, they're all motorcycle guys and they're all over in the right. bar getting, getting wasted and we're over here doing our thing, you know, have, having having supper and going home, go to bed, you mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. right. <laughs> and did you know Lila, his wife? I did not. Oh, they it, I'll tell you, it, it was, I went up to the church there in Newhall. That's what Bob was. Just, associate pastor he never didn't have a degree or anything but you talk about a testimony mm, he was right. working he was working on a show and he was horseback and he had he had a, a shotgun and there wasn't even in the shot and he had the shotgun hanging off the strap off the saddle horn and uh wrangler come up and said you know you, we need to adjust your uh, stirrup or something or sense or something so they did and so bob you know he just kind of you know you'll get stand up and kind of Mm -hmm. Balancing the thing mm -hmm. to yeah. get it, he did, and it was just enough to move that shotgun down, and it, it pulled the hammer far enough back. Oh. It didn't lock. Came back, went off, and it shredded his eyelid. Oh wow! And oh. you know, and they, 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 you know, they said, you know, he'll, he'll never see again. Wow. Bob's in the hospital. He's praying. Lila's praying. Everybody at the church is praying. About. About a week later, they take the bandages off. The eyelid is completely healed. There's no damage to the eye. Wow. <laughs> On that note, we've got to take our final commercial break here on Abel Franzi's Voices of the West. Todd Roberts, Bunker DeFrance, and Harry Alexander with you. Our guest is Sean Nash. We'll be back. Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true west where a large number of westerns were built. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and the Hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. I'm Ms. Wilkinson Investments, 
1911 is a unique investment management firm. They pay little attention to where the market indicators are because smart investment management goes way beyond check and stock exchanges. They are very good at managing all types of investment based on client expectations. They build relationships and they want clients, not customers. My family is proudly included among them and they'll help you as they did us design a portfolio that achieves what you want when you need it. I'm Ms. Wilkinson Investments. They're really good at what they do. 777-1911. Hello, I'm Mr. Red. No doubt you've heard about rescue groups for dogs and cats. But did you know there's a rescue group for horses? That's right. It's called Horse It Around Rescue. Founders Steve Boyce and Teresa Worrell are helping out all those equine victims of neglect and cruelty by giving them a place to restore their health and wellness. And Horse It Around provides a nurturing and natural environment where horses can be horses, so they can be adopted out into forever homes. More than 120 horses, mules, and donkeys have been adopted out, but like everything else, it costs money to run the project. Horse It Around is a 501c3 nonprofit located in southeast Arizona. Your tax-deductible donations to Horse It Around will go a long way so those horses can be horses. Check out the website, horseitaroundrescue.org. Make a difference in a horse's life. That's horseitaroundrescue.org. Hi, this is Craig Morgan with a special message for all those who have served in the U.S. Army. The National Museum of the United States Army, to be built at Fort Belvoir, Virginia, will include the Soldiers' Registry, an electronic record of Americans who have worn the Army uniform, recognizing their service. I've already added my story to the registry. I hope you'll add yours. To learn more and to make your story a permanent part of the National Army Museum, visit armyhistory.org. You just yupped yourself into a hole in the head! This is the Voices of the West. There's a rolling prairie and an old corral at the end of the canyon trail. There's a range boss waiting with a howdy pal at the end of the canyon trail. We're back on Animal Franzies of Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker to France, Todd Roberts. Our guest is Sean Nash, a stuntman in, he's in Los, uh, well, north of Los Angeles. And uh, we got a, uh, just a few minutes left. Well, you know, Sean, I want to, I want to, maybe you can tell us a little bit about one of the shows you did. I saw some stuff from it. Gone are the days. He was a coordinator, and that looked like a pretty interesting film. It was. It was a good shot, uh, a, a good show. A um, good friend of mine was a producer on it, and um, I doubled Lance Hendrickson on it and coordinated it and had a little, I don't know, a couple lines, whatever. But um, You were, you were bossy man show. number one. <laughs> yes, yeah. How many times have you been that? Outlaw number one? <laughs> Posse man number one. Oh, I was generally posse man in the back. <laughs> but yeah, it was a great little show. I mean, um, good cast. Good cast. Danny Trejo. Um, um, well, you, you had Lance, Lance Tom Berenger, Steve Tom Rose, Berenger. And this this yep. like this guy named Sean Patrick Nash. You, know, you had a good cast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was a good little show. Yeah. Uh, don't know if it did much, but it was. It yeah. was fun. It was a lot of fun. We shot Big Sky. We shot at uh, uh, Paramount before it burnt down. Yeah. Um, so, well, yeah, it was a 
you did you did another one with a good friend of Todd uh, Tell Reed uh, Purgatory, which I love. That was fun to watch. That was. Well, I did a I did a little short for a guy that up here at the ranch. Uh, he used the ranch. Um, a good friend of mine, and he had uh, Eric Roberts was a star in it, and uh, so he introduces me to him and I'm like yeah we've met before and, and Eric Roberts immediately goes what show what show did we work on and I'm like purgatory he's like oh man I love that show that was my favorite <laughs> I'm that like funny? yeah I was one of, I was one of your bad guys he's like oh you were one of our guys I'm like yeah <laughs> they had a ton of hinches in that one yeah that was yeah. a great movie well, you know, yeah. Walter Scott was coordinator on that. I, one of the very yeah. first things he ever worked on, I was working for Henry Wills on up at, up at Kanab, and he did a bulldog off of about a 20-foot uh, rock onto Henry Wills. And great guy. And I also, you, you know, I, I'm thinking you probably know the Ohakos, Danny and Jeff. I Danny. do. I do. Well, we all we worked. worked on, uh, we worked on, uh, we uh, what show? Uh, we were on at Melody Ranch working a lot. I can't yeah. remember, but Jeff and um, yeah, uh, Danny was uh, Danny. He was bareback, uh-huh. bareback, uh, number one bareback, uh, first year out. Yeah. yeah so I was... started a bunch of colts for Danny and Jeff. Yeah. Uh, a long time ago when I first moved out here. Well, you know, so I used to. I used to when Jeff was. I did a lot of horse house and horse sitting, and I used to go out to Jeff's all the time because I knew him from here in Arizona and up, from yeah. up at Winslow. And but right. uh, you know, I guess Jeff turned into a pretty damn good shoer. Yeah, and and I think he's up in Ojai right now. Oh, is he? Because he, he had moved back to Sedona for a while. That's where Danny's living. Right. Yeah, and Kath, she's up. She's back up at the ranch and. Uh-huh. getting by so what is the future holding for you Sean well there's uh you know with this all this crap that's going on it's kind of <laughs> slow but yeah I've, I've got a I've got a show that they want me to coordinate it's gonna turn into a video game and I got some oh, oh I don't know five or six scenes that I gotta coordinate there's a gunfight scene and a a drowning scene and a fight scene and cool. smothering with a pillow scene, <laughs> a pillow that worker. kind of stuff. So, <laughs> no, not 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 anything western, but yeah. um, you know, it's okay that I like to do that stuff too. Any any day that you have a, a stunt job that has doesn't have any animals or horses, I'll I'll take it. All day long. As long as they spell the name right on the check, hey, exactly. <laughs> Those, you, you, they, they 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 pay for the hay, and they also you know, like you were saying earlier, if you go out and you got a show where you're just doing some little pratfalls, you don't make a ton of money, but you're making money and you're working. There you go. Exactly. Sean, we're out of time. Thank you so much for uh, spending an hour with us. Appreciate it very much. Hey, guys, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Yeah. This is down memory lane, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, this was fun. Next time we get together on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West will be next Saturday. Yeah. And that is the last Saturday of the month. What happens on the last Saturday? That is Movie Saturday. Well, wow, I want to be there. Well, be there at the White Stallion Ranch. I will. Our topic is going to be train movies. Train, the train rolls in. 
the train is rolling in, and our guest is going to be our train guy, Western Riders of America author Doug Hawking. And he knows his train he stuff. Knows he knows the He's telling me a great uh, train story down at the ranch today. He's got bunches of good train oh, stories yeah. that uh, he'll... Uh, real, real history. Real, yeah, real ones, too. <laughs> not not fictional. So that'll be uh, when we meet together next time here on Amal Franzi's Voices of the West. So that'll be it. Oh, John, again, thank you so much. And that's 78, 79, and 80 O's, amigo. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Emil Franzing's Voices of the West.